Greetings, programs. I'm John Billingsley, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for May 20th. When it first came out in 1982, Tron was an instant smash hit. It has some of the most immediately recognizable aesthetics of any science fiction franchise, and a massive fan base. So it's no surprise that studios went back to that glowing neon well more than once. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And sometimes it was kind of both, as was the case with the animated series Tron Uprising, which premiered on Disney XD on this day in 2012. Tron Uprising takes place between the original film and Tron Legacy, falling in somewhere shortly after the stories in the video game Tron Evolution and the comic book series Tron Betrayal. Basically, Clue's a bad guy, Flynn's in hiding, and it's a bad time to be a good program. So as to not mess with the narrative of Legacy or the other tie-ins, Tron Uprising takes place in Argon City, as opposed to the normal setting of Tron City. The hero of Tron Uprising is a program named Beck, who, after seeing his friend derezzed at the hands of one of Clue's minions, decides to take on the mantle of the missing Tron to rebel against their orange-hued overlords. The animation was a beautiful blend of CGI and 2D animation that helped give it a unique and highly stylized feel. But even more in its favor, Tron Uprising had some pretty big names behind it. It was developed and written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, who wrote for Lost and co-created Once Upon a Time. The score was done by Joseph Trapanese, who had just collaborated with Daft Punk on the score for Tron Legacy. You have Bruce Boxleitner and Olivia Wilde reprising their Tron Legacy roles, and joining them in the voice cast, you have Elijah Wood, Mandy Moore, Paul Rubens, and Lance Henriksen, just to name a few. How could it possibly go wrong? Quite easily, it turns out. Find out how in just a few. Happy birthday to Star Trek's Dr. Flock's John Billingsley. John asks our listeners to visit the Hollywood Food Coalition at hofoco.org with a mission to feed and serve the immediate needs of the hungry every night of the week so they can build better lives. H-O-F-O-C-O.org. Tron Uprising was well-received upon its release. Viewers praised the intelligent writing, the stellar voice cast, and of a slick visuals that were inspired more by Eon Flux than standard Disney XD fare. But as it turns out, that was a problem, allegedly. See, around the same time, Disney XD had stated that they were trying to target the younger range of their 2 to 14 demographic to compete with Nicktoons. And it seemed like Tron Uprising didn't fit that vision. Now, of course, nothing has ever been overtly stated to that effect, but when Disney XD moved Tron Uprising to midnight on Monday nights with no rebroadcasts, no marketing to announce the change, well, you can see where fans are connecting the data points on that one. So while reviews were still good, the DVR numbers were there, the straight-up viewer numbers were not. And it certainly didn't help that producing the show wasn't cheap either. After the first season's final episode aired, the show was unofficially canceled, 
and no more episodes were ever produced. The show remained a cult hit with the hardcore fan base and has found new life and new fans now that it's streaming on Disney+, Plus. but it's unlikely we'll ever get a resolution to the cliffhanger ending. Of course, there's still more Tron on the horizon, with the third Tron film, officially called Tron Ares, in pre-production, but it seems for Beck and the other rebels of Argon City, it's end of line. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for May 20th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.